The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. This show is the pre-draft show for the 2013 draft. We have more news. We have good news. We have major news that describes this team and what we've been dealing with before Reggie McKenzie came to town. We'll talk about that and more here on show 372. Well, Raider Nation, before I get into the show, I have to say this, Rolando continues to blow. That's right, Rolando McClain arrested again. That's three times in 18 months. (laughs) The Ravens are holding a bag, and the bag is loaded with crap. I liken it to one of those little bags you see people walking their dogs with. It wasn't yet filled with crap, but you know it was going to happen. The bag is on the leash, and eventually it will hold crap. And that's exactly what the Ravens got, is a bag of crap. Well, Rolando, thank you for nothing, and I am so happy that you continue your winning ways. Good luck, my friend. Not really. I think that's classic. And you know they say home is where the heart is. Well, this knucklehead keeps going back home, and for him... Home is where the handcuffs are. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right, let's get going. On today's show, we will have the OTAs are in full swing, and we got some news about that. We also know no pass on lazy ass. We're going to talk about how McKinsey is changing the culture of the Raiders organization from the beginning to the end, from the office to the field. There's a whole lot we didn't know, and Sports Illustrated actually did a great job in an article on the changing Oakland Raiders. We are definitely going to hit on that. And of course, I feel a draft. <laughs> you feel a draft because it's right up against your ass. It's right around the corner. We have a lot of trade partners. There's rumors. There's things going on, and there's some definite moving and shaking. We're going to talk about that, and, of course, the bone line here in the show should wrap it up. So let's get this party started. Let's move it. And as you well know, the Oakland Raiders started their OTA program with a load of new faces. Interesting to hear that some of these guys talk, and, you know, You have to read between the lines. Uh, Wisniewski was probably the brightest and most eloquent as far as speaking about the new team, the new regime. Yeah, new coach is going well so far. Uh, You know, Tony's been installing new offense. They threw a whole lot at us already, and uh, we're we're trying to digest it the best we can. And, you know, like our coaches have said, we're we're starting behind. You know, we're starting on new offense, so we're trying to catch up as soon as we can, get to know everything. Um, But like you said, having having a lot of guys back is huge um, because we know each other. Whether you know it might be a new system, but you know we've we worked together before, so that that's a huge plus. The line is it similar all to things you were doing two years ago, or is it different than that? Too? Is it? It's it's similar to two years ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of downhill stuff, uh, a lot of power stuff, and uh, a lot of inside zone stuff, and um, it's it's stuff that I think that that we know how to do already. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll work on some little footwork things that that Tony will have that'll probably be a little different than two years ago, but it's. It's stuff we know how to do. Move people off the ball, double teams, pull and smack somebody, and uh, 
good, good downhill football. Any chance at all that you can move back to left guard, or are you a center from here on out? I, my understanding is I'm center, uh, and I, I don't think that's going to change. Getting any kind of a, a vibe from the, the building just in the first couple of days? I mean, Darren and Jacoby had both mentioned that a lot of the new guys they brought in seem to have the same mentality in terms of the way they approach things and that kind of thing, that they're all very serious about about football and being here. Um, can you sense that too? Yeah, it seems like everyone's ready to go to work, you know, from day one. And uh, I know that's something Reggie has been trying to do is bring in, you know, good, hardworking guys, character guys, team guys, and, uh, you know, build a team around that. And, uh, you know, he got rid of some of the guys that, you know, maybe didn't have that mindset and bringing in, uh, you know, team mindset guys. And I, I mean, I think that's a great way to build a team. And I think you can see that so far. Everyone's everyone's ready to put their head down and go to work. This quickly, huh? only after a couple of days? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can tell. Mm-hmm. Be able to tell more when we're practicing and whatnot, but I think mm-hmm. you can tell already. Darren seemed pretty happy talking about getting back to a downhill running style. How much do you think it's going to help him just get back to something he's proven that he's good at and is comfortable with? I think it'll help him a ton. Um, I mean, I would expect a lot more production out of him uh, for sure. You know, I'm not going to guess as how mm-hmm. much, but I, I really think he'll he'll thrive in this. I saw the Valdir picture on the internet. I mean, does he really look like? <laughs> <laughs> how much has he changed from last year to this year? I don't think he changed that much, to be honest. I think he just he put a bunch of like five eight guys next to him, so he looked really big. That that was my opinion of the photo. Everyone was hyping it up, and I saw it. I was like, yeah, I mean, he looks kind of big, but he always looks like that. Uh, but it is true. Jared works his butt off. He loves weightlifting and getting himself ready. He's got his own gym uh, in Michigan, is where they took that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's his thing in the offseason. Just hang out in a gym and mm-hmm. eat, sleep, drink weights all day and. Mm-hmm. Twice huge. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are your impressions of Coach Sperano so far from what you? I like him a lot. He really, uh, he's confident. He knows his stuff. He knows that it works. Um, and he's, I mean, he's been doing this a long time, doing O-line a long time. He also has been a head coach and coordinator, so he's got a different perspective, which I think, uh, I think helps. And uh, he's done a good job teaching, explaining things, and uh, it's been, been going real well so far. Of Matt Flynn so far, just after a couple of days, seems to be handling himself well. Seems to know the offense real well. Um, we had a, a first meeting, just centers and quarterbacks talking protections, and he he knows what he's doing already. Um, I guess he's had the playbook for more than a week, probably yeah. based on how he's talking about it. Uh, so that's I mean, why not? But yeah, he he seems like he knows what he's doing. Haven't seen him throw or anything yet, but he is digging on Tony Sperano's offense. He likes it. I like the look in his eye when he talks about the downhill power running game. He is pumped. The old line is pumped. This is very similar to what we ran two years ago. So we should be seeing a lot more yardage out of DMC and anybody else carrying the ball for that matter, which, of course, will open up the offense, open up the passing game, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I understand that there's a whole lot that goes into changing a team because that's where we are. We got a new offense, got a new offensive coordinator, got a whole bunch of new players. Yes, it's going to be like an expansion team. However, the difference is it's run in a completely different way. I like the fact the OTAs are going on. It's good that you guys are getting the hands on the book, the playbook that is, and pretty soon they'll be out in the field putting it together with the players they have. Now, the defense is fragmented because we don't really have a complete set of defensive players yet. So as things go, and when we get our new players after the draft, 
we'll start to see a better picture of the defense and how it, how it's forming up. But right now, the offensive line, to me, is a huge thing. And, uh, well, I can't say much more about that. We saw it last season. We were all significantly disappointed when we even knew our offensive coordinator, Greg, take a nap, was at the helm. And as we slept and took a frickin' nap the whole season, along with the team, it's refreshing to know we have some good things, at least on the offensive line, to look forward to, which I think is a big deal. Jacoby Ford's coming back. You can see he's got to prove himself, man, and he knows it. This new regime has not seen him. So are you 100% with the foot? Yes, sir. 100% ready to go. Um, you know, as soon as we start... I'm being able to run around on the field, you know, I'll definitely be out there participating for you no know, letbacks. When did you, when were you able to start running? Uh, I've probably been running for, I've been running really well for probably like the past month and a half mm -hmm. now. Uh, like ever since me and TP and a few other guys were able to go to Laney College and um, just, you know, toss the ball around out there. Um, I just kind of worked my way into it from like running in regular shoes and then eventually when I started up in my rehab, uh, just kind of transitioned into cleats more. Layman's terms, what was the problem? And it, it, uh, was, it, was, a, it was a Liz Frank. Uh, it was a Liz Frank. Yeah, it was a, it was a Liz Frank, and you know it was just kind of my joints were just kind of split like a little farther apart than what he thought it was. Mm -hmm. So that's all fixed up now, though. You talked to Darren and all this in terms of the rehab and what what it's going to be like coming back from that. Did to Darren just considering he went through it last year? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we both had it. Right. his just I don't know his his just healed a little different than mine. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know why, but I mean, I mean, I'm glad his definitely did. I'm glad he didn't have to go through the surgery process. But you know, it was just one of them things that just kind of happened that he healed, and you know, mine just healed all, almost all the way. But as soon as it got twisted up, I kind of knew exactly what was wrong then. You know, he wasn't he wasn't himself last year for whatever reason in terms of scheme or whatever, and then you were out for the year, and there was two playmaking guys that the year before had been had done a lot of big things and scored a lot of touchdowns and. How eager are you, for, I think, both you guys to get back out and kind of add that back to the mix here? Uh, we're definitely both eager to get back out there, you know, just because we know how explosive this offense can be. You know, no matter who's at the helm or who's running the ball, who's going to be catching it, you know, we have a whole bunch of weapons on this team right now um, on both sides of the ball and in, and in special teams. So I think, you know, just bringing this whole team together now and have a, having everybody here just kind of gets everybody a little antsy and just ready to go. You did play that preseason a little bit last year, Jacoby, but considering there was a new staff and it's a new coordinator again this year, a new special teams coordinator, how much do you feel like you have to prove to these guys? Is it almost like starting over for you? Um, I wouldn't say starting over, but I mean, you know, I, they're, I know they're definitely antsy to see me play because I haven't played really in front of them. So, I mean, I'm just going to go out there and just let the game come to me like I always do and just have fun with it. Being back in the, the room with these guys in the weight room, you know, the offseason probably upstarted. Uh, it's, it's 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 fun, you know. Last year I just kind of you know stayed out the way, and you know when they went to practice, then I came in to do my rehab, and I would leave, you know, just because you know it, it was hard to come in here and see them out there working, because I would want to go out there. But you know, I mean, eventually I started coming around just a little bit more. But you know, just to be back in the swing of things, you know, kind of makes you feel like you're actually back on the team again. Are you spending a lot of time introducing yourself to new teammates? I mean, it must be amazing. It's weird. It's it's a lot. It's, it's kind of weird. Um, I mean, everybody's still, like, feeling each other out, you know, within the first week. But I think probably, like, the next few weeks, everybody will start, like, hanging out a little bit more. But, like, you know, we haven't we don't really see the defense that much except mm -hmm. in the morning when we're eating breakfast and, and special teams. And then they go to meetings and we go to – and then we go lift. So it's kind of hard to 
hang out with them now or bond with them. But, you know, mm -hmm. eventually, you know, everybody will get to know each other a little better. Mm -hmm. It seemed like the plan last year was, you know, before the, the foot thing happened, was that you were going to, you know, put your, your game in the mix as a punt returner. Is that something you still think you'll be doing this year? Yeah, I definitely plan on doing it. Yeah. Uh, punt return and kick return. He is the joker in the locker room, I'll tell you right now, from experience. He's funny on the practice field. He makes everybody laugh. He's that guy. He's that guy on the practice field that's making everybody cut up. I like Ford. I hope he stays. I hope he continues to have that burst of speed that we all love to see once he caught the ball. He was gone, baby. And I mean gone. No one is catching his ass at all. And really the theme here is not only he has to prove himself, but everybody does because the day of the hallway pass is over. Okay? There's no pass on the lazy ass in Oakland uh, anymore. It is absolutely finished. And what I mean by finished is, let me get into this. This I found uh, on one of my very favorite blogs, The Raider Take. Uh, Sean is a brilliant writer. Uh, he should be doing this full-time uh, for pay for sure. And on his blog, he quotes the Sports Illustrated uh, story on the emerging and changing Oakland Raiders. Something I found amazingly enlightening for this Raider fan, something that you don't hear enough, because I can't believe we didn't hear about this stuff, but maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, if you can find it, find it, because it's very good. It goes about saying... When McKenzie went to view the club's draft room last year, when he first got here, he discovered that the Raiders didn't have a draft room with the other 31 teams in the NFL having a huge one. So he had one built from scratch. And also in his office, when he sent down to the recruiters, really, a request for the team's scouting questionnaires for evaluating college prospects, he learned that they didn't have any, so he created them. These are the steps to a championship, Raider Nation. These are the moves we didn't know were happening. I certainly didn't, or I wouldn't have questioned him so much because this is the kind of bullshit that was going in in this building for years, for 10 years of wafting, lofting bullshit. So... Here we have another example of why we suck so bad in the draft. Now, I'll say this. The people we drafted, even the losers, amazingly were rated very high in the draft. And yes, we had all these idiots, the experts, saying how well they would do. And they, they sucked. They sucked for us. Maybe one of the reasons that they sucked is that the Oakland Raiders, out of all the teams in the NFL, failed and literally denied participating in a psychological profile for each player. <laughs> this is a huge problem, folks. I mean, this is a program that tested psychological evaluations for each player. The NFL gave it for free. And this happens before the draft. And the Raiders never took advantage of it. Now they are. Perhaps that'll make a difference in our draft. I don't know. But the other improvements in the Raiders organization, including firing all those 
lazy ass scouts that didn't do shit, literally, um, was a great improvement. I expect great things from this draft. And as a matter of fact, let's just go to that story right now. NFL Draft. The Oakland Raiders select, 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 select. I'm feeling a draft. That's right. The 2013 draft for the Oakland Raiders number three pick. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Well, the Raiders made no bones about it early early in the year, actually, that they were thinking about trading down for more picks in the draft because, quote-unquote, Reggie McKenzie loves his draft picks. And this is where he said on multiple occasions, we're going to build our team, our franchise. Right now, we are an expansion team. We have players that are willing to play for nearly nothing, really. And we have players that are willing to play to prove themselves and to get back on track to making big money in the NFL right here in Oakland. I don't mind paying somebody as long as they're producing, unlike the vast majority of players we dumped, literally, on a garage sale. (laughs) At garage sale prices! So the Vikings are one of the trade partners we're thinking about because of this complicated matrix. Hello, Neo. (laughs) of situations that can happen in the draft. Teams are making phone calls. You see the phones are flying. Well, they're going to be flying for the Oakland Raiders between the Vikings and the Dolphins. The Raiders could pick up several picks, including two in the second round, one in the first round, and maybe one in a later round. Number three pick could be very valuable, unlike things that we've been told in the recent past, that there's nobody willing to go up to that point Nobody really needs anybody there. But now people are starting to show their true colors. And the Eagles and the Vikings and the Cowboys and all these other teams are starting to rally up to who they really want. The news is out. Now in this draft, of course, we have a great selection of linemen, both offense and defense. It's very deep. Listen, man, big people don't come that easy. And good big people are very hard to find. The draft is full of them. We have some wide receivers in there that look really good. But I'd, you know, I'd love to be able to say that we're going to pick at number three, Sharif Floyd. But I hope not. Even though I believe he's a great player, even though I believe there's other players on the same plane that are good, I, as a fan, want to see Reggie trade down. We need more players. We need more first-round players. We need more players out of the draft that are hungry, that we can get for a good price that we can train to be Raiders from the very inception, Raiders. Not from another team, not coming from someone else, not carrying a big old contract for a little bit of work. That's some bullshit. Those days are over. I'm so happy. I'm also happy about the foundation that the Raiders have made and the way they pick players. I have far more confidence knowing that these changes have been made and makes me as a fan far more excited about the picks we're going to make 
even if we trade down. I hope we do. And if that's the case, who knows who we're going to get, but I'm really sure of one thing. Whoever we do get will definitely be worth it because we have done our due diligence for the first time, really, in finding players that are appropriate and the ones we want to bring in here and build a team that can be championship for many years to come. That's the Raiders I knew. That's the Raiders I want to know. I can't wait. This draft is sorely important for this team. We need to fill some big holes with some big talent, and I believe it's going to happen this season. I'm not saying we're going anywhere, but I'm saying this. We're building a great foundation to get to the promised land, baby. And that is all I have to say about that. Bad of the bone. It's time for the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Throw your bones. I know it's off season. I know it's hard to concentrate because it's hot. And there's things to do. There's fishing to get done. There's boating to happen. There's hiking and camping going down. The one thing you know you don't want to miss is what's going on in the radar locker room, what's going on with the team, and we are here for that reason purposely throughout the offseason to keep you guys informed. You know, don't forget to hit our website, www.radernationpodcast.com. Our videos are all up on YouTube, radernationvideocast.com. Check it out. You know you love it. You can even go on there like I do all summer. And look at some of the old games, old tailgate parties. It's pretty cool. It's very cool. And it gets you ramped up for the draft. I do it every year. So should you. All right, who's our first caller? And our first caller is a special one, damn it. He is a caller from Oakland. That's Rada Chris from Oak Town, baby. I love it. Thanks, Chris, for calling, man. What is up, my brother? Raider Greg, this is Raider Chris from Oakdale, Oakland, California. Love the show, man. I never hear nobody from Oakland on this motherfucker, so I thought I'd drop a few cents, you feel me? Reggie McKenzie, he's doing the eye job. People need to get off of his jockstrap. Now, I know he, everybody's saying he likes to pack of players, and that's all he picks up. But, you know, he's doing the right thing. He's getting this cap right. As far as Dennis Allen, I don't know about bro, man. I think if he don't get it together this year, utilize the talent that we got, we need to go on and pick up Lovey next year, man. As far as the draft, if we can't trade down, and if Joker goes first, Deion Jordan goes second, Hopefully Eric Fisher don't go second because I think we should pick up Eric Fisher. So up the right side of that line. Jared Veld here, Eric Fisher, Wisniewski. That would be a nasty little group. Of course, we need some D linemen. Of course, I want to fix this defense. But, man, I don't think Jarvis Jones or anybody else deserves the third pick. Obviously, I want to trade down, so. As far as Carson Palmer, 
he can go fuck himself, just like everybody else says. Dennis Allen, you know how I feel about him. I'm, I like the pickups that they got. Nick Roach is a beast. Tracy Porter, hopefully he can return to form. Mike Jenkins, we need a safety, obviously, and we need somebody in that middle. I think they're going to put Nick Roach in the middle, but, you know. Obviously, we need to sew up that D-line. Hopefully, they, they get that together in the third rounds or the later rounds. Shit, as far as everything else, I heard some other people get on this. Y'all need to just stop writing shit down and reading what you write, man. Speak what's on your mind, man. Speak from the heart. Speak as a true Raider fan, you feel me? That's all I got to say for now, man. Go Raiders, baby. Well, Raider Chris, I love the Lovey Smith comment. I thought about that many times. You know, Gruden always is close to my heart, but 10 and 6, man, they dumped him at 10 and 6. He is a great defensive minded coach, and I mean great. Uh, coach Allen couldn't hold his jock strap. That's a fact. So I'm looking forward to possibly making that change. I would love to see the Raiders pick up Lovey Smith for sure. Now, as far as the draft goes, offensive-defensive line is deep in this draft. And I know that uh, there's some skilled players in there, too. But, man, I hope we trade down, too. We need to. We need the players. We need the talent. And there's a lot here to get. Trust me. That's why there'll be people willing to come up to get them. I don't want to give away the ranch, but I certainly think the more picks, the better. I agree with you 100%. And my brother, thank you for the props. And thanks for calling, man, from the city of Oakland, California. And next, a very fine contributor to the show, my good brother, Lou Dog from Riverside. That's right, the desert. I love it, man. What's happening? What's up, Raider Nation? This is Lou Dog from Riverside, California. And that's sunny Riverside, California today. Um, as all you Raider fanatics know, the draft is in a little bit less in the week. And you know what? I, I'm pretty damn excited. Uh, I know last year our draft was okay. It wasn't the greatest uh, due to the lack of picks that we had. But it seems like this year we'll be in uh, all right shape. Not the greatest either, but... We'll see how things go uh, next week. I'm kind of excited because of all the changes that have been going around with the Raider team as of lately. A lot of uh, free agents have left. A lot of unwanted players have gone. And a lot of uh, wanted players have gone. Or not a lot, but a couple of our wanted players have gone, ones that we would have liked to keep. But that's the business of the game, I guess. I just think it's uh, a culture shock for the Raider Nation, for the Raider organization, and for the NFL because for for the longest time, the team, the organization, has been used to doing things the Raider way. And it seems like the tide has changed just a little bit, you know, with this new uh, ownership in uh, Davis' son. I can't say new because it's still in the family. But it's a new person uh, guiding the ship, a new captain, if you want to say. Uh, I've been keeping up as much as I can. I've been reading the blog boards, 
I'm reading a lot of comments saying that, you know, oh, this year, this year, this, and this year, that. Well, I, I don't buy into none of that hype. I used to do it before. I don't do it anymore. All I can do is uh, hope for the best. So the draft is coming up, and I would not be surprised if the Raiders trade Darren McFadden in the draft. You know, I, I wouldn't want to see it happen, but then again, who knows, you know, with all these changes that have been going around. It would be something positive because we would get a new running back, I guess, in the draft. But then again, it's an unproven rookie. You know, our main focus this offseason has been our defense, and that's what I'm mostly pumped about is that somebody's actually building a defense, a Raider defense, you know, no, no, no more of this high-profile prima donna wide receivers that we've gotten in the past or high-profile prima donna cornerbacks that we've gotten in the past that we got burned on those deals. No more of that crap. Most of the players that we have are veterans. They've been in the league for a while. You know, the, the only bright, bright, bright spot for me this offseason was Rolando McClain getting cut. You know, that, that dude was a straight-up bum. I'm glad that fool is gone, and I'm pretty sure the rest of the Raider Nation feels the same way. I'm on the offensive side of the ball, yeah, I'm not too too happy about the quarterback situation still. I didn't think Carson Palmer was our answer when we traded for him two years ago, and now he's gone. And I don't think our options that we have at the moment are a solution either. I just hope we don't draft the, the quarterback in the first or second round. I don't see it happening, but then again, you never know. Uh, our wide receiver core still young, so it's going to keep developing. And then our backup running backs, you know, hopefully we could get good play out of them. That way when McFadden does get hurt, if we end up keeping him, uh, which he will get hurt because that's, that's a given already. Uh, our backups can step up and play their asses off. Uh, our tight end position, we definitely, definitely need somebody there. Uh, I don't know of anybody in the draft, a good tight end that's coming out of college. I know we have Osbury right now at tight end. Hopefully he'll step up just like Myers did and have a good season uh, this coming up year. Still looking optimistic my beloved Raider team, uh, still haven't given up. I'm no longer hanging by a thread. I am hanging by a rope, <laughs> if you guys uh, know what I mean. Well, can't wait to the draft. We'll see what happens. I think it'll be an exciting day, a couple days, as a matter of fact. All right, Raider Nation, this is Lou Dog from sunny Riverside, California, signing out. Peace. Well, it is a good thing we got rid of Rolando McClown. He's out, but he's in jail. <laughs> he might be out by now, but what a great deal that was. Cut his ass goodbye. Go back to Alabama and get, well, arrested again. Our quarterback position, man, I'm willing to give Flynn a chance, but I hasn't had a real chance really to stand on the field for an entire season. Let's see what happens. He's developing. The players are developing. Let's see how we can do it. We have Terrell Pryor. 
We have options at quarterback. I'm not real worried about that. We're building a team here. We're building a team. It's exciting. DMC is staying. They tried to trade him already. He's been floated all year long, and nobody wants him. Why? Because he gets hurt every year. That's why we can't get rid of him. There's nothing that says to me that we're going to be able to get rid of him in the draft or trade him for something. I just don't see it at all. Uh, we're going to go with him until he gets hurt. I don't think we're going to re-up him or re-sign him if he gets hurt. Um, I don't know. It's a trip. He's a great runner. We'll see how he runs under this new scheme. I think he'll be very successful. Uh, he might not get hurt quite as bad if he has a, a lane to get out of. I mean, he's been pummeled. He's been pummeled at the line of scrimmage hard. I think if we get him some room, I think he'll be able to stay healthy. Other than that, man, I'm not hanging by a rope <laughs> like my neck. <laughs> I am hanging. Uh, I'm hanging in there just like the rest of us are. It looks good, very promising, slow but steady. That's what wins the race. Uh, it's been proven time and again. Thank you for the call, my brother. And next we have the Prince of the Midwest. That's right, Nebraska. Raider. Raider Nation. This is Nebraska Raider calling in from the big red state. Go Huskers and go Raiders. Uh, I've listened to the last two podcasts and, uh, well, I guess I've been listening for the past, like, six or seven years. <laughs> it's been a lot of ups and downs, like a roller coaster. But, um, I mean, this year, it's like, it's smooth. Like, I'm numb to the fact that we're not, going to win a whole lot of games and we're not going to lose a whole lot of games. At least I hope not. And we all hope not. Uh, but uh, Matt Flynn coming in. Yeah, I mean, we traded Carson Palmer, which, you know, I defended him. I was on this podcast a couple of times, defending this guy against you know other guys who won him prior to start. But, you know, Palmer, you know, he decided to uh, – yeah, I guess it wasn't about money. He decided to leave, and he just wanted to get out, which, in my defense, <laughs> I love it. He wasn't the future of the Raiders, which I almost said in a previous podcast, if Randy can bring that up. Um, he was the best player at the position to make us to win that we had. Uh, Pryor wasn't, and I guess that uh, Dennis Allen and Reggie McKenzie uh, believe they're professionals, by the way, that he is uh, not a starter in the league, and I believe that we all know that he isn't, except for a few people that have been calling into this podcast. And... Uh, don't want him to start but anyway so he's off to the cardinals you know so that that's okay that's fine with me i knew he wasn't the future and I, I know he didn't have the years that uh gannon had left on him that uh you know he could do in the time that he had uh to take his to super bowl so matt Flynn coming in you know i've i've done my history on him since you know we signed him i didn't know much a lot about him i didn't even know that he had 
I didn't know that he was in Green Bay. I didn't even know that he was in fucking uh, Seacott country last year. Um, but, you know, uh, I've done my history on him the past two weeks. And I believe that this guy has the personality and the stamina and the brains to study our fucking playbook. You know, okay, so if we fail this season in offense, blame it on Greg Olson, okay? Because Greg Olson is a fucking piece of shit in my book. Um, fucking Jaguars, really, with the fucking new logo. Looks looks like the fucking Jaguars sucked a greenish-blue dick, okay? Excuse my French or my language, if it were Maryland. But um, uh, I like the defensive signings that we signed. And, uh, you know, Nick Roach, I think he's going to be a beast. He's got something to prove. You know, uh, Chicago let him go when they don't have anything at linebacker right now. And they let one of their best linebackers go who stepped in for Erlacher, which, in my opinion, is way, 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 way overrated. You know, I, I think he's going to step in and do something for us way much more than McLean, who signed with the Ravens. And uh, <laughs> if he does something fucking great for those guys, I'm going to literally drive to Baltimore and pimp slap him in the face. And y'all know what pimp slap means, okay? And I will literally do that. Anyway, Flynn... I think he's going to do a great job. I, I, I hope he will. You know, he put up, uh, from what I've seen in his fucking <laughs> four games in the NFL, he's put up uh, good numbers when he's uh, came in for the back, uh, from the backup position, which uh, is only a backup position, but yet, uh, you know, money man, Terrell Pryor has only been a backup, and, it, you know, he, he did a decent job, but, uh, you know, it's going to, like uh, Dennis Allen says, at the end of the day, uh, Randy, could you repeat that? At the end of the day. I think at the end of the day, it's all about competition. Quarterback competition is our biggest threat. Um, next year, I think we're going to be low enough in the ranks to draft uh, that Menzel guy I say we draft him, even though I don't even know a lot about him. I didn't fucking follow his career or anything in college or high school, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, um, I think I'm over three minutes. I hope this upcoming draft, uh, Raider Greg can pronounce at least half of the names that we sign. <laughs> Awuso, Quashire, Nabwafe, uh, Luker, Kukaruker, <laughs> Ika, B, Ija, Bila, Gabila, Biama, Bialama. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. Because if he can't, it's going to be a shitty signing. <laughs> Look him up, man. Look him up. Okay. Or get uh, get that smartphone shit on there so uh, Randy can fucking pronounce it for you. Sheriff Floyd.
Darla Chulelei, Barkevius Mingo, Manti Teo. But anyway, all right, guys. Um, Raider Nation, Raider Love, Silver and Black. This is Nebraska Raider. And uh, I'm just waiting for the schedule to come out so I know when I'm going to Kansas City. I want to make it out to Oakland, but uh, Kansas City is a definite. So, all right, guys. Take it easy. Peace. Well, first of all, man, Carson Palmer, he's a bitch. Literally. Biatch. Big one. We took him from his living room where no one, and I mean no one, was looking to get him. He would still be there right now today if it wasn't for the Oakland Raiders. So we could kiss my rosy red ass. That's what I think about him. He's a punk. He wants to go where he can be a champion and make more money. You know what? Later, dude. We weren't ready for him anyway. Gannon had Rice. He had Tim Brown. I mean, Wheatley, Garner. Gannon had a team. Palmer didn't have shit. But nonetheless, he's out. I like our new signing of a quarterback. We'll see what he is, man, because nobody really knows. Nobody, including him, by the way. So we'll see how he plays. Maybe we can develop him. Who knows? That might take more than a season. He might not be the guy. He might get hurt. Terrell Pryor might play. Who knows? I do know this. The draft is coming. We must do well in the draft. I think we will. I also know this. I will be able to pronounce all the names of all the people that we draft just because I don't want to hear this bullshit Siri doing it for me. Excuse me? <laughs> Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Rada Giovanni. From behind the orange curtain in the OC. What's happening, my brother? What's up, Raider Greg? This is uh, Giovanni calling in from uh, Orange County. Um, actually, not calling in from Marietta. Recently moved. But my season ticket holder now. Pretty stoked. Um, so I'll be around a lot more next year. Hopefully, uh, we can get. Hopefully, this season will be a little bit better than the last year. As far as the moves, um, you know what I mean. Honestly, I don't even know what to expect anymore. You know, every year I have these certain expectations. They always fail. So, you know what I mean. This year, I'm just going in with no expectations. I really do uh, like the Matt Flynn trade. Um, you know, we're gonna pay much for him, and we didn't, we don't. We don't owe him nothing. If that doesn't work out, hey, you know, we get ties with him. We're not, you know what I mean? We're not going to be owing him all kinds of money. Um, so, you know, we got to see where it goes from here. I just, you know what I mean? These are, I feel like these are Dennis Allen and Legend McKenzie guys. And, you know what I mean? we got to see what they're able to do. You know, before it was, you know, before they were still working with, uh, you know, all the trash, all those ridiculous contracts that Al Davis left for them. So, I mean, you know, it's easy, like they said, like, you know, like you're on TV, you know, it's easy to take up the trash. Anybody could do that, but uh, it's building the team. So I think this year we're really going to get to see what, you know, what these guys are vision and, you know, what type of players they're looking for. Um, I know we're not there yet, but, um, you know, it, it looks all right. The future doesn't look so bad, you know. Next year we'll be about 69, minute, uh, 69 million under cap space. I know half of the team will need to be resigned, so. Well, it all works out, but, um, you know, like I said, I'm supposed to be season uh, holder, season ticket holder, 
So um, go Raiders. Well, that's right. No expectations is exactly the theme of this year. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice thinking, let's just watch the players and the play and see where we go. And that's interesting about next year, we won't have to sign half these players because they might not make the cut. And $69 million under the cap ain't bad. So we're putting ourselves in a position to find great talent, cheap, and develop players from within and from the draft. I love it. And check it out, Raider Nation. There is a season ticket holder right there in Orange County. There's a lot of season tickets down in Southern California. There is a lot, and I see them every Sunday. So get your ass in the seat. You can't beat the price for a professional football game in the NFL. Best in the league, no doubt. Thanks for the call, brother. And once again, a second up for Raider Chris from Oaktown. He's got something to say. I love it. What's up, man? Yo, what up, man? It's Big Chris again. Raider Chris from Oakland, California. I just came to drop a little knowledge about what's going on. I just got this news report that McLean got arrested for disorderly conduct. Everybody thought Ozzy was going to turn him around. Don't think so. He's a sack of shit. We should have never drafted him in the first place. What's other news? Uh, Revis, Revis just got signed to like $96 million. Only thing I've got to say about that is I'm glad he didn't go to the Niners. And as for everything else, can't wait for this draft to come up in a few days. Hopefully we trade down, get some more picks. Other than that, I'm out. Yeah, Rolando McClown didn't last very long. I bet you they cut him before he hits camp. That was probably part of the signing signing of his contract, a big stipulation. You keep your ass out of jail. (laughs) I love it, man. He was a piece of shit. And if the Raiders would have taken their psychological profile, they might have found a big screw loose in this screwball. I think so. I love that. Yeah, Darrell Revis, $96 million. Good luck, Tampa Bay, getting rid of that big turd. If Even if he's that good, you're, you're not that close. So I don't know, man. 31st in defense, I, I go, I don't know. Good for them. I'm glad we didn't sign him for that much money. And, yes, I'm glad the Niners didn't get him either. I'm sure the dollar figure had a lot to do with it. Thank you for the call, my brother. It's great to have a voice from the city, and you know what I'm saying. Well, that is it, Raider Nation, for this portion of the Raider Nation podcast. you got to check us out, like I said, at www.raidernationpodcast.com. Randy goes to great pains. You get all the news you could possibly want right there on that site. Check it out. Until after the draft, we will see. It will be exciting. Last year was a yawn fest. This year will be a festive and most exciting experience. Two days of bliss. I wish I'd go to New York. I wanted to, just couldn't get it together. You know, it's about the money. (laughs) It's always about the damn money. So until next week, I am Raider Greg, and I am out.